Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 120, recorded live on Wednesday, September 23rd, 2009. And here are your hosts, the man who's been here, well actually been there, for 4.7 days, Dave Play. Hey! And the man who's been here for 113 hours, well, 112.8, but I-ish. Andy Lowe, hi. Alright, these numbers are... The total number of hours of podcasts that we have published. Alright, and for your person who's been, quote-unquote, here, meaning there... Was that including the random recaps? <gasps> You're right. Shoot, I forgot to take those out. Yep. So minus four hours. So 109. 109 hours. <laughs> and does that include the like one or two episodes when you've been over here? Well, I'm just saying in total for the entire... I just went to iTunes and took right, all the podcasts. But and- since you moved over there, you've recorded at least once over here. Yes. But I'm just saying in total, we, okay. we have spent over a hundred hours. Yes, we've, we've been doing this for a long time. <laughs> over four days. Let us stop. <laughs> we cannot stop. We must continue. No, don't, must don't let us stop. If we try and stop, hound us so that we don't. Oh, I'm, I, I'm definitely hounding you now. I must have a podcast out on Monday. It must be an hour long. Kate was trying to convince me that we I, I should actually not put a podcast out that was an hour long and see who noticed. <laughs> but I can't do that. That's against my, my artistic yours, nature. Yours has to be an, an hour. Yes. That is the one thing that is constant with the Random Access podcast. Monday, it goes out. Sometime during Monday. Mm-hmm. And it's an hour long. I, I'm wondering if we can cut down that Monday thing a little bit. What do you mean cut down the Monday thing? Like, maybe... Saturday. So there's a little less lag between us, uh, you know, recording and publishing. Well, maybe. I mean, just, you know, something to think about. Well, that's the the thing, though, is normally I work on the podcast on Saturday morning. And okay. And Sunday morning if I don't finish it on Saturday morning. I see. But you do finish it on Sunday. Yes. So why do we wait the extra day? Sometimes we don't. Sometimes I actually publish it on Sunday night. Ah. Let's try that. Can we try pushing it back to Sunday night? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. So, <laughs> well, or or we could just move our recording. The recording. Uh, okay. I don't know. That might work. Well, well, we'll see what happens after I start subbing. Okay. And if you start teaching, right. how is your sub training? Um, well, I finished it all. Uh, I was kind of sad at the hundred people that were there for the um, little final go through. Yeah. Of the um, the packet, because some people didn't understand what was going on. <laughs> Isn't that always great? Yeah, it's like, oh, goody, you have no idea what's going on, and you're going to be granted a substitute teacher. So. Right. All right. But uh, yeah, I should I should hear back for them anytime between now and October third. If I don't hear anything by then, though, that's when I should contact them because then there's a problem with my application. <laughs> I don't uh, know why it there probably would be a shouldn't take that long. No, turns out I actually uh, read one too many of the um, online training manuals. Yeah, I did the food safety one, which I didn't need to do. 
No, because you're not going to be food safety. No, but it was on the list, so I was like, I have to do the whole list. So I did the whole list, and then... <laughs> so I now know how to correctly uh, store food that's been hot or cold. Nice. It's a 246 rule. I'm not sure I want to know. Well, two hours at 140 degrees, and then four hours at... Didn't I say I don't want to know? Yes, but when do I listen to you? Uh, wait, I, I thought it was the other way. It's, what do you mean the other way? I don't listen to you. Well, we don't listen to each other. We just... Clearly we don't. No. We, we just don't pay attention to each other. It's just amazing how well this podcast works then if I don't actually pay attention to you. Yeah, I know. It, it's it's mind-boggling. I pay attention to Darth Vader. You pay attention to what? Darth Vader. How does Darth Vader come into this? What the fuck is that? It's the Darth Vader bobblehead. You have a Darth Vader bobblehead? Yeah. It was a Happy Meal toy. I'm insanely jealous. We have two of them. I can I give you one. the broken one if you want. <laughs> I the, the broken one? Yeah, because we always take... Shoot. I don't have Buddy Jesus anymore. I just got Buddy Jesus. What? But Buddy Christ. Sorry. Jesus. I don't have Buddy Christ. Um... Last year on the trip, uh, I put the Darth Vader bobblehead on the dashboard, and uh, Marshall came in with a Buddy Christ bobblehead. So we had both of them sitting on the dashboard on the cross-country trip. And so this year, I put Buddy Christ in with Mo in the van, and then we put Darth Vader in our car. You are one twisted little boy. Except Darth Vader fell off the thing, and then Mentox sat on him. That's why he's Oh. So I need to get one of those special screwdrivers so I can unscrew it and then reseat all the plastic bits together. Mm. That was actually one of the best Happy Meal toys I've seen in a while. Yeah. Darth Vader bobblehead. Darth Vader bobblehead? <gasps> As oh, I said, I'm insanely jealous. That's okay. I'll, I'll get you either that or the um, dancing uh, rabbi. <laughs> <laughs> I saw it on the Gilmore Girls. Okay. Topics? Sure. Side note, I missed a call from some random 269 number. I don't know what it is, but... We'll Where is 269? Is that out there? Yeah. Okay. Right, so topics. Topics. First one on the list. A video game-based school. Well, not a whole school, but oh. curriculum-based. That would have been on... really cool. A video... Like, I mean, I guess... DigiPen is a video game based school. Yeah, but it's also a living hell from what I've heard. Well, but you know, as as has been said on this show, they want to give you the full experience. Yeah, that is true. They want to give you what it's going to be like if you're out there. That that is true. So, anyways, this school, yeah, in New York City, curriculum, it's curriculum based off of well, not based off of but using video games and board games and card games to supplement the curriculum. Interesting. Like, they have a sample one here for using a 3D puzzle game to help direct lasers, plasma, and water to toggle switches, deactivate force fields, to help with um, learning about um, what are the qualities and elements of a system. Huh. So, it's a 10-week unit based on simple machines. 
yeah. So yeah, they they talk about things like that, and then they also talk about using um, little big planet and civilization. Which I don't know if civilization would actually be a good idea to help learn about history. What? Because that could really confuse some kids. What you mean that like Alexander the Great fought against Abraham Lincoln with a nuke? Yes. In like on the eighteen hundreds. Yes, but on the other hand, at least you know that these people exist, <laughs> right? You know Alexander the Great, and you know. The, the country he's associated with. That is true. You could go and read through the, uh, what do they call it in the game? The Civilopedia. 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 Civilopedia, I think. And those contain, like, incredible information. But I'm talking about just, like, you know he existed, and you sort of know what he was, like, you know, you, you kind of know some stuff about him. You might not know what years he was there for, or who he actually fought against. You could learn but you'll get by, some uh, information, or, you know, the pyramids, right? Yeah. Or the Great Wall of China. That could, yeah, the Greeks started built the Great Wall of China. and Yeah, I, I think the Great Wall of China, actually, people might figure out. Except that it just says the Great Wall. Oh, you're right. It does just say the Great Wall in the game. Yes. And it's just the Colossus, as opposed to the Colossus of Rhodes. Oh, the Colossus. And it's the pyramids instead of the pyramids of Giza and the Great Lighthouse instead of the Great Lighthouse of Alexandria, et cetera, et cetera, ad nauseum. The Great Library, too. Yep, also of Alexandria. That's why I brought that one up I know. next. So, yeah, it's going to be 6th graders through uh, 12th graders. Well, I applaud them for making the attempt. It's It's definitely interesting where they're... But then it's like... Yes. It's like, okay, we're going to learn the... Mm. I don't know. It was actually kind of interesting when my uh, my dad taught um, a bunch of... What did he teach? What was it called? I uh, don't know. Um, something with business and basically based off of flowcharts and things like that and a theory of constraints. So okay. he, he basically set up systems to find the weakest link and what to do right. in certain situations. And... One of the things he actually did was there was a program that was a model of different types of factory situations. Now, I believe I've seen this program. Yes, you have a copy of it on a somewhere. somewhere. Yes, I have a I have a copy as well. Yeah, somewhere. But um, this was like a full fledged simulation sort of thing. I didn't know it at the time. I thought it was just a game. Well, that's because it was just a game. Yeah, because it was a factory simulator. Right. And it was always funny whenever I would go um, to the the bring your son to work day with him every, like, year or so. Because you'd destroy his best students. Yeah. And um, he, he would actually, like, point out, if I wasn't there, that normally I can, without setting up any of the schedulers or anything on that, normally get about um, uh, 95 to 98% efficiency. <laughs> it jumped up when I actually learned how to pause the game. Yeah, I can imagine. So I could actually pause it and then set up stuff and then let it run. Um, yeah. But he would point out that me being an elementary student was able to get 98% efficiency at this. So, so um, why can't you guys get past 80%? <laughs> yeah. So I could see that. Yeah, that I mean, a, you, that's a perfect example of a game as an educational tool. Now the question of whether or not you really learned about the theory of constraints versus... How to utilize the theory of constraints. 
there's going to be some discussion about that. I really haven't used any of the stuff that I've learned from Dad. There's there's been some things that I that he's done, like created life goal flowcharts sort of things. Mm-hmm. And they are posted actually back at my parents' house, and they have been checked off. Some of them were actually very short, like the um, the wedding one was fun. It was just three things. It was, I am engaged, I have planned a wedding, I am happily married. <laughs> married. Those were, the, those were the only three ones on that list. Nice. Yeah. It was a very simple one. <laughs> you know, it's, it's kind of funny that you bring this up, though. How old were you when you went to your dad's class with this? Oh, I have no idea. I, this when was, he was like, my son can beat any of you at this, this program. Well, I couldn't really beat them if um, once they were taught the, the scheduling part of the program, mm-hmm. which I was never actually taught. Okay, but my son can at least match all of you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So how would, old were you? I let's see, we were still using the 286 in the basement. So this was before Windows 95. So I was somewhere between zero and 10 years old. <laughs> somewhere between zero and 10? Yes. Uh, you, you can't be any more accurate than no, that. No, because I'm basing it off of. The, the computer that the game was on. It was right, the basement. Right, but, but Andy, you, you, you weren't doing this when you were one. No. So we could easily say between one and ten. Sure. Probably between four and ten. Probably. Okay. Because I just listened to Ender's Game. Okay. Have you ever read Ender's Game? Nope. By Orson Scott Card? Nope. It is a fantastic book about a kid named Ender, and Ender is very, very intelligent and very... Yeah, he's he's basically a, a Superman without super strength or superpowers. He's just really smart and strong and athletic. Okay. Uh, but it it's along the theory that people are at their best as far as commanding and strategy when they're like twelve years old. <laughs> so they get this battle school, which is a giant game. It's a it's a huge competition. And so it's just amusing to me that you brought that up so soon after I I just finished Ender's Game because that's what it is. I highly recommend it. It's a fantastic book. Well, I need a new book after because I just finished the Dan Brown book. So yeah, I I have the audio book for Ender's Game if you want it. I have twenty eight hours of podcast still to get through. Yes, but Orson Scott Card is a playwright at heart, so listening to it performed as an audiobook is really really good now is it a dramatic reading or is it just a regular uh parts of it are and parts of it are are just kind of like a monologue okay so there are parts where there's more than one person doing the acting and uh for different chapters sometimes they're done in different voices because they're done in different points of view oh okay so it's it's a borderline between the two yeah it's kind of a meld Mm. but it's really good all right, so that's the New York base, yeah. uh, New York video game school. So yeah, the, the the quest for learning school. You can look it up at q2l.org. Quest to learn. Yeah, it just point out the the funding for this is actually by the Gates Foundation, Intel, and the MacArthur Foundation. Gee, I wonder if they're going to be using PCs. Hmm. <laughs> well, with Intel, you know, you really can't tell anymore. No, yeah, the Intel can play both sides of the field. Yep. They, All right, they can bat for both teams. Man, we got some big topics this week. Yes, because next up is net neutrality. Yes, the um, the old 
net neutrality is rearing its ugly head again because the SEC chairman... Ugly head? What? What do you mean ugly head? Well, it's not really an ugly head. It's not an ugly head at all. It's a fantastic head. It just brings up a lot of ugly discussion. Yes. About the evil underhanded things that Comcast and the like have done. And Verizon and AT&T and... Yes. Time Warner and... The whole... NSA backroom AT&T thing that was right that was great so okay yes. so there was the the original laws um, basically stating that the, the network cannot prevent users from accessing the internet content and stuff like this but he put um, two new principles outlining the system um, the first would prevent internet access providers from discriminating against particular internet content or applications while allowing for reasonable network management. And the second principle will ensure that internet access providers are transparent about the network management practices they implement. So the thing... Sounds like BitTorrent to me. Yeah. So um, the internet people are not allowed to discriminate against certain internet clients or internet content, so peer-to-peer, and they have to be transparent about what they're doing, unlike Comcast was doing for a while. Yeah. So Comcast is still upset at this, and now AT&T and Verizon are also upset with this. They used to be on board with net neutrality until... <laughs> until it applied to them. <laughs> well, no, no, because AT&T still does the, the... And Verizon both have Fios. Yeah. So... um they, they were fine with this when it was on the broadband. As soon as the FCC chairman, though, stated that this was supposed to also apply to the wireless, wireless services, that's when the phone companies were like, whoa! <laughs> hey, wait a second. That's, this wasn't part of the deal. <laughs> it's this, but wireless is... The new wireless thing. is our domain. We bought it from you, right? <laughs> Not quite. Oh, they they leased it. Oh, the yeah. electromagnetic spectrum is a crazy, crazy place. Yeah. Well, this, this is just amusing to me because, I mean, the FCC is the FCC. Yeah. Um, and it's nice that we have an FCC chairman who's pro net neutrality. I'm I'm pretty happy with that actually. Maybe we'll get some work done on actually laying down new lines and getting the throughput we should be getting. Well, they actually want to use these to help with that whole trillion or billion or whatever it was broadband stimulus package thingy. Ooh. That these would be rules included in it? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. I like. So, um, but if you think about it, like, wireless is the n- new way to connect. Well, I, they're talking cellular wireless. Yeah. So we're talking the, I mean, the 3G I don't generally and 4G do, network. I don't generally do peer-to-peer over my cell phone. No. That would be dumb. <laughs> that would... Especially if you get charged for overage usage on your... Yeah, well, I have a theoretically unlimited database... Not database, data usage, uh, which doesn't necessarily mean I have unlimited. It just means that they will throttle me instead of cutting it off. Yeah. But... Um, yeah, I, I, huh. I don't know why AT&T and Verizon are worried about this unless they're thinking, like, way, way, way long term. Well, they're thinking that on the, um, the, the, they, they say, this is, um, David Young, which is Verizon's, uh, one of Verizon's VPs, 
on a wireline broadband network, so a regular FiOS network, you know where your customer is. So you can build capacity to handle the peak demands. But on a wireless network, you have a crowd converge on a site that suddenly has 10 times or 100 times the users competing for the same resources. So they are upset that they would have to do this, but they they don't know. They'd have to have their entire system ready to handle their entire system. Yes. Mm. Which, as we have seen from South by Southwest and at PAX, sometimes... It doesn't always work. No. Things kind of... Well, I, I, I think that what they just need is some creative little genius brat to come by and say, Hey, try it this way, and then everything will be better. Maybe not. No. What they need first is they actually, first off, get everybody on the same system. No GSM, no CDMA, no... I don't even remember what Verizon is using anymore. Yeah, just everyone's on the same wireless system. Yes. Because that was, that was like what we talked about with Orange and T-Mobile and stuff. Was Everybody was... You gotta make sure everybody's on the same network. Right. Before you start changing things. Because I'd be kind of upset if suddenly I got a letter in the mail saying my um, handset will no longer work with the cell phone company that I've been paying my money to, <laughs> like my dad got with his. Oops. Yeah. That's right, because your dad still used analog. Yep. And they, they cut off the service. Yep. Oops. Yep. All right. Granted, I don't know what they did now, but I can actually now get a cell phone signal inside my parents' house. Well, through most Yay. of my parents' house. Yay! I, I still use a Bluetooth for um, convenience sake, but... You just leave it on the windowsill yeah. and... Okay. So there you go. The FCC wants to add net neutrality to wireless, and the wireless companies are saying and we're, no. Yeah. They're being sticks in the mud. Yeah. Granted, I was Little still... do they realize that they don't have much choice. <laughs> yeah. Well, I wonder Who how... Who is the FCC answer to? Oh, that's right. No one. You, they, the Congress can do an investigative study onto the FCC in case of their practices because they did that for a bit when the FCC was holding meetings in like the middle of the night sort of thing. They, yeah, yeah. So, but okay. Well, you, Congress is a little busy. Oh, yeah. Woo! Healthcare. Woohoo! Hey, I, I'm going into business for myself, man. I want this thing to pass. Yeah, I've got actually I'm in the middle of trying to deal with Blue Cross and Blue Shield and my health insurance. Right. I I I have health care for like another year, I think, and that's it. Till you're twenty five. Yep. Then you're out on your own. Yeah. So I'd I'd really like a a public option. <laughs> uh so yeah. Netflix. Many of our listeners I'm sure don't actually know what the Netflix prize was. All right, to explain the Netflix prize, and I'm noticing you skipped over one of the topics, but we'll get back to that later. Did we? Oh, yeah, I'm sorry, I'd opened them out of order. Um, the Netflix prize was put out by Netflix to get, to basically try and improve their algorithm by, I think it was like 10%, or try and basically get past a 10%... Um, Success rate. Yeah. For... They had some way of measuring how good the algorithm was. Yes. I'm and not, it had previously been at like 8% or something. Yeah. So the Netflix algorithm was, if you go on Netflix and you rate movies, Netflix will go, oh, hey, if you liked that movie, why don't you try out one of these? And being a film major, 
I spent three hours making my Netflix queue of 500 DVDs. I like this. Oh, yes, this looks good. Oh, yeah, yeah. hey, that was a good... I like that, too. And then you just go down that rabbit hole, and you're gone. And These are all great suggestions. Oh, my God. Hey, look at that. Yeah. Where it's just like, oh, that's interesting. That's interesting. That's also interesting. Oh, I went to see that movie when it was in the theater. Oh, and then these movies. And it just. You know what it sounds like is the, the turrets from Portal. Hi. Hello. Oh, how are you? Oh, there we go. What's that? Hi there. Is anyone there? Oh, man. Okay. So, side note, I saw um, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. How is it? Which, it's nothing like the book. It, well, clearly, but how is it? It was hilarious. Okay, good. It has Bruce Campbell, Neil Patrick Harris. Uh, Jack Thompson? No. Okay. Well, you said Bruce Campbell. Yeah, it's got Mr. T in it. <laughs> Who's oh. Neil Patrick Harris playing it? Neil Patrick Harris, no joke, plays a monkey. <laughs> and he's got this thing that looks like... We, well, it was. Do you, do you remember that fridge DJ thing? That I got Fridge at the DJ. at the one of the bridal showers. Yes, um, he looks like he has a small version of that on his chest, and he's got like a little red, white, and blue sweatband across the monkey's head, and it's a monkey thought translator. So nice. Neil Patrick Harris is a lot of times saying his name or excited, 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 or hungry, 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 or gummy bears. And it just, I, okay, I have to see this movie yeah. now. Damn you, Andy, and your your recommendations. I'm sorry. Maybe Netflix would have done that. Because Steve reminded me a lot of Doug from Up. Okay. The dog, you know, hi yeah. there. Oh, squirrel. Like, honestly, I just want to get both those movies so I can just mash the Steve and Doug together and just for like five minutes just having squirrel, Steve, excited, hi there. <laughs> it would just be like five minutes of that. And I think it would be <laughs> hilarious. Right. Anyway, okay. So net pri- the Netflix prize was started back in 2006. Was they- to improve their algorithm. Yes. They gave a- simply everybody. A- long story short, it was to improve the algorithm up to about 10%. Yes. And it was uh, a million was- dollar prize. It finally yeah. ended. A couple months ago. Not- I don't even think like a couple months ago. Yeah, like think- two months ago. But yeah, they um, people were. On July 26th is when it closed. Yeah. It's right here in front of me. Um, so they, they had over 40,000 teams competing for this thing in the whole nine yards. Um, they had a hundred million anonymous movie ratings to work off of. So it was a huge data set. Right. And, um, so that one's finally done and the people are able to use whatever they, the team is able to actually license their algorithm software, whatever to actually like to Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. So now there's a new Netflix contest okay improve it again well the original netflix prize was based off of the previous ratings like i said they had 100 million anonymous movie ratings so it was based off of somebody who would rate on uh, an average of 50 or more movies okay so it was based off of people's previous ratings to try and suggest other movies that they would also enjoy so they had the huge previous to predict the future sort of thing Right. This new competition is based off of people who actually don't really rate any movies. So people like me. Yes. The first prize would be about me. Second prize would be about you. So they would try and take whatever movie ratings they actually have done 
but also taking advantage of demographic data, behavioral data, that sort of thing. Right. So it would go, okay, he's rated this movie, you're 18 to 24 male, white, living in Michigan, maybe you'll enjoy this movie. So that's that's the new contest. Should be hmm. very interesting to see. Mm-hmm. So yeah, information about age, gender, zip code, genre ratings, and previously chosen movies. So we'll we'll, we'll it, have to see. It would be much harder, but you're you know it's possible to get a good guessing out of that. Yeah, because they still have this giant you know hundred million whatever. Yeah, they have like ten million people there, so. Right. They can get so this to work as well. They can still use that old database. Yeah. It's just the accuracy is going to drop a little bit. So that's the new Netflix prize. Seems very exciting. At least I'm excited about it because, hey, if it, the machine can suggest new movies for me, right. that'd be awesome. But this isn't going to be for you. I mean, you've already got your, your 50 rated. Yeah, but like my iTunes ratings, it's my rating system... Yes, I get one to five stars, but currently, right now, I only use one, three, and five. Mm. I don't use two and four. Cause... So it's either bad, decent, or good. Yes. So it's I don't like it, I really like it, or if it's not one of those two, then it's a three. Okay. So I, I, I could, if I really wanted to, compare threes and fives to try and get a four out of one of those two, but... I don't know, that'd be more complicated than what I have. Right. Right, so NPD, we always talk about them every month because they do the retail sales. Mm-hmm. And the website that this is on is killing my buffer. Good times. Sucks to be you. It sucks to be whatever website this is. But um, the NPD... NCVUK.com. Yeah, because um, the, the trade body... the. Basically, the UK version of this it was doing digital charts in the UK, and now the NPD wants to do that for the US. So not only will we have the retail numbers, but we'll also have somehow digital download numbers. I, I'm not sure how they're going to get their data, but... I guess they'll go to people like Valve and Stardock and Blizzard and say, Hi, how many games have you sold this month? Okay, thank you. What's really sucky, though, is they are not going to combine them with the retail sales. Uh, probably due to the, the, like, that they can't really check it. And they can't really check the retail sales either, can they? Well, they do the same thing. They go to Walmart and go, okay, what were your sale figures for yeah. this? So, it's, I don't know. It's another way of, we're actually going to find out. But it's also, basically, if NPD is starting to wanting to keep track of all the digital distribution stuff there, does that mean that digital distribution has actually finally arrived? Uh, I think it's on its way. But NPD is finally keeping track of it. Well, they're going to sometime next month is when they're going to start. Yeah. I don't know. NPD keeping track of digital downloads. We'll see what happens. Maybe eventually they'll they'll merge them. Hopefully. That would be nice. Yes. So you could actually see how well Orange Box actually did, because I well, bet you anything. I don't think they'll go historically. No, but if there's a new Orange Box in the future, it will actually be good to know what the total sales numbers are for that. Because I'm betting 90 to 95% of the people who got the Orange Box bought got it online. It. Yeah, bought it online through Steam. I think 90 is probably way high. 
What? But I'd be willing to bet a lot of people got it from uh, online. I'm, I'm no, I'm, no, ninety is is. But no. it's the orange box. Yes. Well, Andy, think about it. everyone who bought it for the 360 didn't buy it online. No, but the number of people who bought it on the 360 versus bought it. Who would want who? What gamer? Andy who had Andy? the choice. Andy, Dave, do you know how big the 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 chasm is between console FPSers and PC FPSers, and how many people are on both sides? I have no idea. There are people who will never touch a keyboard and mouse FPS. They cannot stand it. You are on the other side. You much prefer the keyboard and mouse. Yes. As do I, as it should be. But there are people who who can't stand it. They need the simpler control scheme. Yes, but, okay, Half-Life 2 was originally, well, Half-Life, PC breakout hit. The, yes, there was an Xbox version, but it was crap. Half-Life 2 was out on the PC. They didn't even get a Half-Life 2 out on the consoles until Orange Box came out. Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing all the people who played Half-Life and Half-Life 2 on the PC was a majority of the people who played the game. Well, so I'm going I'm, back and I'm, I'm looking at historically. Uh, this is, I'm looking for their source, on Destructoid, which is, you know, relatively reputable. Uh, Orange Box back in 2000... Where's the date on this thing? 2007, October 23rd, 2007. Orange Box top PC and overall already. This is according to Amazon. So you're saying that the Orange Box on the 360 beat Orange Box on the computer? No, 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 because this is for the PC. And the 360. Actually, Halo 3 topped Orange Box, but just barely. So a significant people, significant number of people bought Orange Box on the 360. More of them bought it on the PC, I'm sure. But I think a lot of them bought it at a brick-and-mortar store. I highly doubt that. Well, let's call or email Valve and find out. Because if you think about it, the, the, Valve is basically a PC company. Yep. They have Andy, neither of us have the information to to really settle this. Yeah, but I'm well I'm just thinking that majority and a high majority, like I said, ninety percent of the people played it on the PC rather than on the console. Yes. I would agree with that, that more of them bought it on the PC. I'm saying I would a not agree that ninety percent bought it digitally. Well, I guess we will have to agree to disagree until we actually find some facts. Right. Speaking of facts, the Wii price drop was supposedly confirmed. Mm-hmm. $199.99. So it's on par with the... Nothing. It's cheaper than everything. Well, well thought, the PS2, was, I guess. Well, the arcade was down there, and then they stopped the arcade, right? Uh, they stopped the premium. Oh. What's the... Or what's the, the Pro, the, I think they... What's the Xbox Arcade at right now? Looking, 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 news results. $200. Well, there you go. So the Wii and the Arcade are the same price. So you have $200. What would you want to get? Uh, you know, I don't know. What? Well, I could spend $200 and get the full console for the Wii. 
Or I could spend $200 and get the ridiculously gimped model of the Xbox. Yes. So I don't know. All right. I think I'd rather just save up for another month or two or three and then go buy the uh, the Pro version, the premium. With the, what, 160 gigabyte hard drive now? Yeah, some ridiculous amount. I think I have a 20 gig on mine. Yeah, I've got a 20 gig on mine as well. It makes me sad. Yep. Granted, I still haven't filled it up all the way yet, but I also can only put one game on the hard drive at, at a time. time. Right. But man, So, the, yes. The Wii is going to drop to... Well, supposedly, this has been supposedly confirmed, but it's the right. internet. You can't trust anything on the internet. That's how that World said, War One the, started. Uh, world of what? The, the, the $300 PS3 commercial where some... He has some rumor monger or something asking the the PS3 people if the PS3 price two ninety nine deny or confirm and right the rumor control guys like you can't believe everything you hear on the internet that's how World War One started. I missed that commercial. I've seen a couple of them with that, but I, I missed the one with World War One. <laughs> Interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I would still go for an arcade over. A Wii. Mm-hmm. But that's because I would be able to play lots of games on the 360 rather than the Wii. The Wii, right. Speaking of Microsoft, the new Zune. Have you new got one, Zune Dave? HD. I don't. Oh. I don't have a job, remember? Oh, yes. About to start my own business, looking at uh, going to PAX, that whole thing. No money. Come on, PAX is cheap if you drive out there and then stay at the hostel. Yeah, I know, but I'm I, I'm not sure if driving to Boston in the middle of well, really winter is going to be that good of an idea. I would say no. If I was going to go to Pax East, I would go on the train. Yeah, I looked at tickets though; they're seventy bucks each way. Okay, per person. Okay, but you don't have to worry about driving through True. Pennsylvania and New York and Boston. In March, when the storm of the century happened years ago. Right. When I was basically trapped in Boston. This is when you were going against the flow of traffic because your family didn't know that there was an evacuation order? No, um, we were driving in. We stayed at some place. We stopped at our, uh, I think it was my brother's godparents in New York up in uh, Syracuse. They are the ones that have a huge Lego city in their basement. So cool. Um, but we stopped at like a Motel 6 and it was late. So we just basically went to bed and got up the next morning and drove in without realizing that the night before the big huge snowstorm had hit and mm-hmm. Boston was actually closed down due to a state of emergency. So you weren't supposed to be on the roads at the time. So we're coming into Boston on the wonderful like four or five lane expressway heading into Boston. And we're the only, like, the only ones on the road. <laughs> and we're like, I thought he said the traffic was supposed to be horrible at this time. And we're just driving along. And then we, we get there and he's like, oh, I didn't know you guys were still coming. <laughs> and he explained the whole situation. We're like, oh, so that's what we slept through the previous night. Yep. Gotcha. So I would, I would honestly take the train because... You get to Amtrak, you can cut through the mall to get to the convention center, and the hotels are literally attached to the convention center. So you'd be not having to worry about driving at all. Right. Plus, it's fun on the train. It's like driving a car without having to drive. 
Except you'd have but, to sleep but, in their chairs. Arg. I don't know. It's a hundred. Still yes, looking at yes. It's a hundred and forty dollars. You could get a. Uh, well, you'd probably you don't have AAA, so that discount wouldn't work, and you probably don't have Student Advantage, so that discount wouldn't work either. Right. We'll see. We will see. Right now, I'm an ex-nay because the cost of hotel on top of all the other costs. Yeah, I was thinking about looking into a hostel, seeing what they got out there. Yeah, I'm gonna be a no. No. What? I yeah, I'm I'm not gonna be going to Pax East in the current situation. Okay. I can see that. Right, so where, where are we going with this? The the new uh, Zune. New Zune HD is selling out a lot everywhere. So is this mean everybody I likes them? Killer or no? It probably just means Microsoft didn't make enough. <laughs> <laughs> I love how we didn't think of. Oh my gosh, it's so great that everybody is buying it. It's Microsoft didn't have the right supply chain set up. Yeah, well, I mean, it that does imply that it's so good that more people are buying it than they thought. But, uh, yeah, I think they, I don't know. I think it's probably a combination of it's really good, and there's a lot of people who are dissatisfied with iPods. I am not. I know you're not. Well, you okay, like there's one thing I'm dissatisfied, which I have to go see if iTunes 9 finally fixed it or not. Which is that? The old shuffle, the one that's the, the clip, not the one that looks like a AAA battery. Yeah. Um, I guess the system for ordering the songs on the shuffle yes. was somehow changed in iTunes 8. So your play order on your playlist is different than the order that it gets sent to in the shuffle. Hmm. So if you don't listen to your entire playlist, it will mark the wrong songs as played versus non-played, so if you have playlists set up which are based on the play count, like I do, you get some songs on there that are basically stuck on your shuffle because you didn't listen to the entire playlist. I see. I have never had a problem like that on the Zoom. That's the only problem I've had out of all, well, that and the iPod screen melting. (laughs) That's a pretty major problem, you know? Yeah, that killed the first generation Nano. Yeah. That's why I have the lowdown two. <laughs> what? Are you laughing at my uh I, I am laughing at you. But I like naming my inanimate objects. Okay. It's fun. TiVo's named Sheldon, Humidifier's named Steve, iPod's Computer's named, named Herbert. No, uh Hector now. No, Hector. Did you ever have a Herbert? I had a Herbert. I know you had a Herbie. Yes. I didn't have a but, Herbert. Oh no. well there you go. Now you've got your next one. Um, the, so the iPod is named Lowdown 2, the Shuffle's named Mini Lowdown, Laptop's named Momello. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I've currently got named. No, that's it right now. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yes. Okay. Yes. Next topic. Sure. The SEC, and we're not talking about Security Exchange Commission. Thank you. My we are, in fact, talking about the Southeastern Conference, as in the rivals of the Pac-10, Big Ten, Big 12. Who's in the SEC that we would know? Isn't that... Uh, the SEC? It's LSU, isn't it? Yeah, so it's like LSU, uh, Alabama, Georgia, those groups. Probably Florida, Florida and Florida State. Yeah, the Miami. SEC. Yes, I know, the Southeastern 
So that would yeah. be the South. Yeah. Uh, Vanderbilt, University of Tennessee, University of South Carolina, University of Arkansas, Mississippi State University, University of Mississippi, LSU, U of Kentucky, U of Georgia, U of Florida, Auburn University, and University of Alabama. Ah, so it's not Miami and Florida State. Nope. Georgia Tech used to be. They are no longer mm. as of 1964. Well, that's too bad. Right. So anyway, the SEC changed uh, their media policy. Mm-hmm. And this is what the new policy reads. Ticketed fans can't produce or disseminate or aid in producing or disseminating any material or information about the event, including but not limited to any account, description, picture, video, audio, reproduction, or other information concerning the event on any sort of social media. Is the any sort of social media in the paper? Um, you you got to clarify where your quote ends. Well, they haven't actually officially announced list but according to their the um right because this is even more broad than that yeah if it because what i'm reading doesn't say on any social media it just says concerning the event period so that would probably which means that i can't be watching a football game at lsu and call andy and say oh my god you should have seen what they just did yes or you can't post on your facebook or your twitter or post a clip of the marching I, band. Yeah, I, I can't say like YouTube. LS, you just scored. You are not allowed to. Wow. Yeah. That's wow. Oh my goodness. You know, I, I really think that they're they're being idiots, actually. <laughs> I think this is a terrible idea. This is kinda like the bury your head in the sand. Well yeah. Right? Oh. At if this, we ignore it, it'll go away. At this year's U.S. Open, yeah. both phones and cameras weren't allowed on the premises. <laughs> How? How can you justify that? <sighs> These people make me insane. So, technically, if you start calling somebody, you could get... <laughs> to, to put this in perspective, if you went to the U of M football game and called me up and told me something about it, you could get kicked out of the big house because of this. I could get kicked out of the big house and quite possibly sued for breach of contract. Because you wanted to tell... Which is kind of funny, because most of the time it would be, dude, you have to turn on the game. Right. It's like, why would... I mean, ah! <laughs> that That's like 90% of any sort of... Like, oh my Text god, man, you need to watch or, this. Yeah. Go go to a TV, turn on your computer, get somewhere so you can see this. Yeah, that's like 90% of the this stuff that I get that is sports-related is, dude, you have to see this. Right. That was like the, the Detroit Pistons game, where I got a random call. Somebody's like, dude, Rasheed Wallace just stole the ball from three quarters of the court, shot it up there, and made the three-point to tie the game to put it into overtime. Yeah, get to your TV. Yeah, I was like, oh my god. So I literally like ran to the nearest TV, got them to change it to, to Fox Sports, and watched this miraculous play. Right. This thing would not have gotten me to see that miracle shot. Yeah. Well, I hope the SEC realizes that this is A, unenforceable, yes. and B, just plain stupid. So are they going to be like the U.S. Open and just ban all phones and cameras? Because I, 
don't see how they can. I would be upset if I was not allowed to bring my phone with me. Yeah. You know, for case of emergency. Right. Or like a family going there, right? If I yeah. lose, if I'm a father, I'm there with my 10-year-old son and I lose him, but he has a cell phone. Now, this brings up a completely side topic. How young would you allow your kids to have a cell phone? I have no idea. Because I really don't know. I, I have a feeling this is not something we're going to get a decision on <laughs> because the technology is just advancing at such a rapid pace. By the time we have kids who are of age to even want a cell phone, like it, they're going to be able to touch the wall panel and talk to whoever they want. They could do that now if you really wanted to. Right. So, yeah, I haven't really given it much thought. Do you see the new like the the new desktop phone that Verizon has? That's a cellular phone, but basically for your house for the wireless. No. Oh, it's got like a, a video screen and everything, and it's got like a, a keyboard on there, so you can actually like text. Nice. It's, it's like a cell phone, but it's expanded to be a desk phone. There is one advantage to a landline that cell phones just cannot replace: power outage. Power outages. Yep. I'm still trying. Like I, I'm. I'm trying to think of some way to get around that, and I really can't. Nope. I think that if and when I get a house, I'm going to have to just pay for a landline. I'll almost never use it, but really, you, you got no choice. You've got to have one. Well, yeah, that's You're foolish to not have one. That is the only reason you would need a landline is for power outage. Power outage. Yeah. Unless they get those... Um, didn't we talk about that like with Ericsson building windmills into their cell phone towers? Well, but even that, I mean, if there's a power outage that lasts for two days, what am I supposed to do? My cell phone can't last two days. That's because do I go out to the car to charge it? That's because you're using your data plan. Uh, I found yeah. that out on the trip. Is As soon as I turned on the data plan on my your phone. Your battery goes to nothing. Now it's just like I didn't charge my phone for three days and I finally had to charge it. Yep. It wasn't even in the red yet. It was still and If I in turn like, off the GPS, it, it lasts even longer. But why do you have the GPS on? Well, right now I don't. The, the GPS is literally, it just has to power up the, the separate antenna and just receive the transmissions constantly. Right. So it's a huge drain. Yeah. Oh, cell phones, very. There's, there's got to be some way, though, to have a cell phone and be able to use it during a power outage. Oh. Because that's the way everybody is heading. Right. If you can get past that hurdle, then you honestly don't need a landline. Need anymore. a landline, right. And that's that's my hope, is that at some point we will pass that. Uh, however, I have a feeling that I'm going to need to just suck it up and buy a landline eventually. We should find out how many of our peers who actually own their own homes have a landline. I don't know many people who own their own homes yet. Most of the people I know are still in apartments. Yeah, apartments are nice. Mm-hmm. You right. haven't actually been to my apartment yet. I have not. I've still, been near it, but not in it. I still have your computer case, too. Yes, which perhaps you will be so kind as to bring over in, like, two weeks. <sighs> if and only if we finally get the frickin' magic game done. Okay, we can do that at the party. Yes, so get yourself a frickin' booster pack. Okay, sounds good. All right, last topic. Facebook and Nielsen, you know Nielsen from TV are um, banding together to provide marketers with an effective measurement for Facebook advertising. Interesting. Yeah. So Facebook is hiring Nielsen to do ads? Well, they're not really hiring them to do ads. They are using opt-in polls on Facebook's homepage to measure consumer attitudes and purchase intent from display advertising. 
So they're using Facebook for market research. Yes. MPD actually does their own market research online. I answer their surveys because they're fun and exciting. Corporate whore. I'm sorry. If NPD really wants me to know if I bought socks in the last week, I really I'm care. just teasing. Hey, if it gets my opinion out there and I can help change something, right? more power to me. What's really interesting, though, on the bottom of this um, list there is key U.S. Internet data as reported by Nielsen. Supposedly, the online advertising spent was $711 million last year. Well, no, sorry, this year. No, That's sorry, a lot from of, this to August. August 08 to this August. August 08 to August 09. So it's going to be fiscal year 2009? No, 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 no. From August 08, the estimated spending was at, in, in August 08, $722 million. This year, oh. this August, it was $711 million. Okay. Wow. So it's down a little bit. Yeah. Not much, but it's down. That's still a lot of money in August. Yes. That's, wow. No wonder Google is sitting on a shitload of money. <laughs> time spent on networking and blogging sites accounted for 17% of all time spent on the internet in August. Nearly triple the time spent a year ago. I'm still not sure how accurate NPD, not NPD, Nielsen is on anything at this point. Most it likely. just seems like some of this stuff is, is going to be so hard to track. I mean, you know, what if I have multiple tabs open? You would probably just... Mm, it depends on how they get it. If they just have an uh, uh, add-in like Alexis does, or right. if they do something else. So, yeah, I, I really don't know if, if I trust their stuff anymore. Certainly don't trust their TV ratings anymore. No, I could have told you that. Right. Facebook has the most time per user spent on the site among the top web brands with an average of 5 hours, 46 minutes, and 4 seconds. It's really sad because I know how many users are on there for like a second and then log off. Yeah. So, you so think of- to bring that up to 5 hours, how many people are spending like 10 hours on it a day? <sighs> Speaking of Facebook, did you manage to complete that task? No. Okay. Then we'll hold off on it. Okay. Uh, random topic? Yes, we have finally reached the random topic portion of our podcast. Good, because we're running low on time, I think. We are also running low on topics. We are now down to um, uh. five, I think, after this one. Oh, dear. We need a, a random topic bomb. Yes. We need people to go to the site and go to the forums. And suggest and random topics. Please suggest random topics. And while you're there, you know, there's, there is actually a donate button now. Andy and I are both... Uh, looking for jobs and struggling, and the the hosting bill is going to be coming in like two, three months. Dun dun dun! So please help. Thank you. It it would even a dollar will help us with the anything. Yes, <laughs> anything will help. Um, right. So the random topic I rolled ahead of time. Rolled a two. What superpower would you not want your future spouse to have? I'm guessing this was posted before I was married, so I'm guessing for me the future spouse will be Current actual spouse. spouse, who I pointed to an empty chair. Normally she, she would be there, there mocking me for staring at the podcast. And... Right. Uh, yeah. Superpower would you not want your future spouse to have? Uh, mind reading. You see, I can't say that because Kate, 90% of the time, already knows what I'm going to say. 
Well, that's because the rest of us, 90% of the time, know what you're going to say. What? No, but we're you, not. No, we don't. That's not funny. <laughs> Maybe to you. All right, I'm thinking of a number between 1 and 20, Dave. Hell if I know. You're going to say I'm wrong no matter what I pick. No, I, I will. If you pick it correctly, I will tell you. Kate will know exactly what number I'm thinking of. Oh, God. 12. Nope. Damn. If you right, really want, I will... It, I will write it down, and Kate could. T- you could if you. If- I don't care. Just tell me what it what it is. At seventeen. Okay. But, um, yeah. If I had to pick four numbers between uh, what was it, one and sixty, it was uh five, thirty, seventeen, and forty two. Okay. But yeah, so she already has the mind reading ability. Um. Yes. I'm I'm thinking um time travel would be bad. Are you looking forward to that movie by the way? The Time Traveler's Wife? That already came out. Oh, are you going to see that movie, Time Traveler's Wife? Um since it's not in theaters anymore, I kind of can't. It's out of theaters already? Yes. Holy crap. At least Where the theaters I? over here. I have to I have to check the um Really? It's out of theaters already? What is the name of that other theater that's in the area? You see, I always go to the the Kalamazoo version of Quality 16, which is the Kalamazoo 10. Um, But there's another one. What is the name of it? Oh, yes. I remember it. Crossroads Cinema. Ha ha. I'm sorry, Celebration Cinema. No, Celebration Crossroads. (laughs) So cinema doesn't even factor into it? No. Okay. Oh, nope. They have two showings left of The Time Traveler's Wife over at Yeah, I didn't think it was out of theaters yet. It's down to two showings, which Inglorious Bastards is down to three. Uh, the Time Traveler's at Goodrich is down to three showings. Ah. At Showcase, it is down to two showings. I still need to see nine. Meh. I know. Meh. All right. So, time travel? Yes, because then she'd be able to bring me back to all the stupid things that I have done. Okay. I think. that That's the... Any way of her ability to... Andy? Recall. Andy? What? Stop now. Stop now? Oh, you stop. <laughs> Why? Because you're going to get yourself into trouble. I get myself into trouble all the time. It's all the stupid things that I say that she remembers. Yes. I'd say perfect recall, but, like, all girls have that anyways, so... <laughs> Um. Yeah, mind con- mind reading or mind control, either one. Oh man, mind control would be horrible. That would be if she would like be able to. I could just see her at some point, really bored, literally just control me to start hitting myself, and then she would just be like, "Stop <laughs> hitting yourself." Your wife is not a sadist. Stop hitting yourself. Stop hitting yourself. She is not a sadist. She would not do that to you. If she had the ability to control She'd me, do it who- to me. <laughs> She would do it to me. It would amuse her. Or she'd have us fight each other. We still need to do that. No, we, we really don't. That's fine. No, yes, yes, we do. We have the magic thing we need to get through first. Okay. And then the rest of the, the head-to-head. Yes. And then right. I can finally get you in a boxing ring. Yeah, sure. <laughs> We're done? Stop hitting yourself. Stop hitting yourself. Stop hitting yourself. See you next week, everyone. <laughs>